My mom told me not to talk to strangers on the internet, but I'm glad I didn't listen. We are the Certified Nunas, your sisters in the love of Asian entertainment. Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Jesse. I'm Natalia. And I'm Sky. And today we are going to be doing a beloved, a just absolutely beloved uh, segment that we do every so often. That's right, it's the news does again. News does again. We got the news. We're going to just talk about, you know, Asian entertainment news that we found interesting since the last time we talked about it, which I was informed was at the end of September because Guy <laughs> and I were talking about this because I was like, I can't find any interesting news, but we did find some. So don't worry. I, we found I, some interesting news. For I, I, I was I was trying to tell her how far back to look. I'm like, surely yeah. you can see. Surely yeah, you can find you something. Can I was like, I put down everything like, but no, we found some interesting shit. There's some stuff to talk about today. So who would like to go first? Who's got a, like a juicy piece of news? I'll start one because no. this news dropped last night. Like, Ooh. I, I had already put my news, you know, like I was already mostly ready for the episode. But then, I mean, this isn't huge for everyone, but for people that do follow these specific groups, it's a big deal that two entertainment companies announced their merger as of last night. Mm, well, last night, last night, Western, you know, on the Western side of mm. time zones. <laughs> um, so Play M Entertainment, Play M, they have A Pink, Victon, Weekly, and Bandage. So that's who they have. And they have some soloists, but like mm-hmm. those are the main K-pop groups. And then Cracker Entertainment, which in case you're curious, Cracker stands for Creative Kernel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cracker uh, Entertainment, the, the big group that they have is The Boys. The that's boys. like the mm-hmm. main mm-hmm. one at, at this point. So they, they both announced a merger as IST Entertainment. It's a better so, name. <laughs> yeah, better than Cracker. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, every time I see Cracker, I always like Cracker. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's, it's an example of like, did you ask, you know, anyone. A, yeah. a Western English speaking person? No, you don't, that. like, just anyone. They never do. Like, no. A lot of this stuff is like, even weird on their end just ask like one of the members of the groups and they'll be like yeah that's weird because <laughs> yeah. like, literally like, kevin is right there he's just <laughs> waiting to tell you this is a dumb name for a company so yeah that's that that is a big deal for you know those groups and stuff yeah That'll change mm. things for them they're not the only companies getting bought up absorbed because coming out of china tencent uh, who is a monster company, the ones who own WeTV, they've been very quietly acquiring Japanese video game companies. Just like, oh. um, reaching in and picking them. Yeah, like, <laughs> like Japanese. Put it in my like, pocket. Yeah. Um, the theory is, though they have not released any statements about what their plans are for acquiring several Japanese video game companies, the theory is that because of the newest Chinese government crackdowns on video gaming, the video game companies that they own in China are potentially not going to be the money makers that they once were. So mm-hmm. they're now going outside of China to to like ensure a profit base because China seems to be anti-making money at the moment with all of their new laws. So, yeah, so they didn't what really I, plan on those things, did they? When they no, announced all right. this, 
what what are the game i mean not that you have to go into it in detail but i guess i wasn't aware of the video gaming side of the chinese uh, stuff so what well, okay, so basically, or... yeah so basically china just put out a new law like i don't know if it's a law or director or something where kids can only play a certain number of hours of video games a week I think it's like mm-hmm. three hours. Like three too. hours. Like it's, it's not a lot of time. Which would mean that like the sales wouldn't go up because you're three hours on a game means you're only buying one game to chip away at, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Right. So it's sort of decimating the Chinese gaming industry. That, yeah, that with makes this. sense. Uh, sort of in the same way that like all of the rules concerning what they can make TV shows about is not a good thing for the Chinese film industry film and television mm-hmm. industry because right. it really limits the amount of things you can do so previously to this tencent had like made small investments in like a variety of different entertainment companies in japan but this is the first time they've just full out like taken over companies hmm. it's, it's an interesting i mean, i'm i think kind of gotta only... do what you gotta do i guess yeah, yeah. gotta do i feel like it's really only a matter of time at this point before like tencent and Aichi and stuff are buying up worldwide well yeah that's what yeah. like i like, 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 like talked about korea. it yeah, yeah they're going into korea and then i think they're also going to try to like get hit up other asian yeah. countries just to get out of like its majority being in in China. China because that looks like at this point that looks like it's a losing strategy monetarily to try to stay in the mainland because I mean you could sit there and just hold your stuff for like the next decade and hope that things eventually change which because they probably will things will shift mm-hmm. later. Listen, their current you know president for life uh can't live forever right you know? yeah. he's I mean, not a young man so um in order to stay in business until then you gotta yeah do you gotta, gotta do something to <laughs> um, yeah and you know i always find these sort of stories so funny because you know inevitably there's going to be some like xenophobic panic in the comments being like they're trying to take over these cultures and i'm like no i don't actually think that at the moment they're trying to like become a cultural you know hege- mm-hmm. hegemonic situation i think mm-hmm. this is purely a business based oh yeah no it's we gotta, for, for we sure gotta make money like we gotta stay in business sort of situation mm-hmm. um, but hopefully a thing that'll happen is more japanese content yes. to where yeah uh, around around the world it can be mm-hmm. you know out there a bit more so 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 far it's just, it seems to be just video games at the moment but tencent is has always been like putting in small investments like smaller mm-hmm. investments in, in many different uh like you know entertainment situations so i imagine that will probably increase as time goes on because it will have to to keep their business Mm-hmm. going at the size that it is well if we want to round this out on people merging or potential mergers mm-hmm. it was confirmed that uh cg entertainment is in talks to acquire sm which is interesting which would yes. be a huge thing and i i can only imagine what company they're trying to like hit up against <laughs> yeah yeah like major mm-hmm. acquisitions because cg entertainment owns a ton of stuff yeah. and they own a slew of labels already mm-hmm. like some of the smaller labels anything that you see in like uh the k-con 
And those type of conventions, they're all owned by them. They have a huge entertainment line, like most yeah. blockbuster movies coming out I of Korea that, uh, is from dra- them. Like, Studio Dragon is owned by them too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, so that's the one that has a deal with Netflix. So a it's lot huge. of the Netflix shows are the producers. If you've ever well. watched like Korean movies, there's, yeah. uh, you know how they have the little like movie trailer thing for the, the company. It's the one that kind of looks like Pixar, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the huge blockbusters that are coming out of Korea are uh, tied to them. So this would be a huge. So for for all people like worried about this, this is like how Disney owns Fox and owns 500 other companies. So they're still their own company, but it's just the money goes somewhere else. So it really doesn't change much for the you know our comrade k-pop idol wage slaves that uh, no it just means yeah. that they would probably only go on their shows yeah the, the mm. company it'd be like more brand loyal to that side True. but also yeah. that means that they, i mean they i'm sure they have other things too because all those companies tie into a bunch of other companies that don't even that aren't even connected to entertainment i want to give a tiny footnote to the sm entertainment thing this was never announced like in the news or anything because people wouldn't care aside from the fandom. But fans of Astro have noticed that they definitely have been using SM Entertainment's training room, like dance practice oh. room. Mm. So, and we're pretty sure that they moved into like a floor of the old SM building is what it oh, feels like. Yeah. Listen, the space is there. You gotta, you know. Yeah. Even on a recent video, MJ, he was in old dance like the fantasio mm-hmm. dance room and then later it's like oh that's that same one like we all we all, <laughs> like, we all know that one i like a similar one whenever wanho posts dance videos previously like since highline pretends like it's not a subsidiary yeah. of starship they had put like poster board over the starship <laughs> logo but like recently he's just like been like fuck it like he just like leaves it out he's like <laughs> yeah. what he's like i don't care he's like what <laughs> like who doesn't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's all public knowledge too. Like you just get two clicks, and it's literally public legal knowledge. You're like, yeah, why try? Like like, I just, I just remember like when he was, you know, signed by Highline Entertainment. It was the article was like Highline, a subsidiary of Starship. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, yeah. Starship knew what was good, you know. They yeah, knew what yeah. was up. My favorite is when he's doing like V lives and stuff, and it flashes. All the comments are like, "Be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool, be cool." Yeah. <laughs> anything. We don't know anything. What Starship? Oh, what? <laughs> I don't see anything. My eyes are closed. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have any more mergers to talk about, so I'm gonna do enlistments because we should, you know, get that out of the way. Rip that band aid. We can enjoy stuff. All my babies are leaving. I'm sad. I know. It's like literally out this round. Literally, (laughs) literally, top of the level. O and F decided on and off. O and F. They. Their oldest member has to enlist, so the rest of them said, "Okay, us too." I mean, not the Japanese member, obviously, well, but yes. the rest of them. So five of them are all just going all at once. They're all leaving in December. They've got one more release that they're going to, you know, it's sort of goodbye track. See you in two years coming out in December. And then they're all heading for the hills. So I think it's smart. I, I mean, we That's always smart. say that. We here. always say this. We always do say it. Just, right? Like if, and, and then you have the most epic now. comeback. Yeah. 
fun. You can have the most epic comeback when you return. Just yeah, think about it's it. also perfect because then the Japanese member could like go visit family for a good yeah. long time too. Mm-hmm. He's probably hasn't been with his family Home in years, well. you know. Yeah. It yeah. just it just works out, and maybe he it, picks up some Japanese gigs and gets yeah. their name out there in Japan for sure. I see nothing wrong with all of them leaving at the same time. No, I, and especially because like they just sort of exploded this year, so they're going yeah. out on a high note, which means that they're more likely to have a comeback, a strong comeback, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. they're going out strong. The others are all going to have to leave. We're talking like. 25 to 27 is sort of the age range there Mm -hmm. it's not like okay this one's gonna go and come back and then the others are gonna have a couple of years to get like no they're all gonna have to go before he even gets back so like you might as well do it well and especially when you have fewer members compared to like the large large group yeah yeah you you know when you have a lot you might as well have rolling enlistments with yeah yeah it's like (laughs) Okay. I feel like NCT should enlist in like chunks. Units. Yeah, like six at a time. Just like go and then, you know, so it's sort of like a, you know, you, you minimize the amount. Or, or you them make... Chinese, so they're not enlisting. Yeah, anyway. and then it's Wavy like, just you know. does whatever, like, you know, listen, yeah. Wavy is there. They're waiting. They can pick up the slack, you know? Yeah. Go on, go on, more enlistment. Or, or, so... or make, make new uh, subunits based mm. on who enlists. That would be really fun. Let me see. We had Noirs, uh, Lee Jung Young, and Son Sang Young, um, who's an actor, both enlisted on November 8th. See, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to skip over the discharges. We can have end on a happy note. So, Kang Jun, my darling, surprise! <laughs> He's going into the army. We had a whole <laughs> conversation about this because I was like, didn't he already enlist? And like, no. He did. Yeah. It's because <laughs> of his looks. He has looked 28 <laughs> for a long <laughs> for time. For like 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, so. when I remember watching that, what was that show they did? The after school surprise or something? And they, they all looked old. Oh, they all, they all seemed surprise. old. And then I'm looking them up and I'm like, wait, what? Especially the, the one character who was like having sex with older women and stuff in the story. And I was like, uh, you're like 12 stop it like, <laughs> what is going on so yeah they've I mean, all looked they've all looked old forever yeah. they've all looked like adults for a long long surprise time. <laughs> surprise and gong myung is enlisting discharges people coming yay! back yay! returns yay so b2b's hyungsik and sungjae were discharged so exciting. Getting the band, mm-hmm. getting the boys back together, getting that band back together. You know how it is. Yang Su John, actor, discharged also this month. Um, I am so excited. I like him I as an actor, so yeah, I'm really excited to see him back on the screen. Same. Wudo Huan is on his final military leave. So they're he's, supposed he's... to take like a, a week or two a month before they let out but ever since pandemic it's like you just, take that week or two and then you just stay gone so yeah officially kind of, he's out in january but technically he ain't doing anything anymore like, it's because it's, they kept on doing that thing where they're trying to like reduce vacation so you weren't on and off of the property mm-hmm. so much usually you would be like i have a vacation and i'll go for a weekend extended yeah, yeah. weekend they're kind of like maybe don't do that because of covid 
I'm sure he literally just didn't take any of his vacation. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have two months off. <laughs> there right is there. actually one more enlistment, but this is not in Korea. So in Thailand, they do also have military draft, but it's not the same as in Korea. So it's not like everyone lottery. has to go. It's like a lottery where the prize is you have to go enlist for two years. So it's not oh. really a great congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> there was like there was like a time where like Bam Bam was up for it, but he didn't get it. So it was like Yeah, Nikun like, didn't get it either. Yeah. <laughs> he like got to so, the thing like, and he's like, oh I guess I'm not. Okay. Yeah. So actor uh I always forget his, I just know him as Frank. But oh, Frank. Frank. Uh, Frank Sanatsaran. He was drafted for two years. So oh. if you were a, a still together fan or a together fan and you loved the Sarah Watts little brother, well, you ain't going to see him for two years. So Drake and his eyebrows will have to hang out with we'll somebody have to, else. We'll have to be solo for a little while. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just, you know, just know that we, we pay attention to other countries' enlistments as well, though it doesn't hit as hard because they don't because of the lottery right like and it's not even like a 50 50 it's yeah, something like 300 so guys show up and they take three or something yeah. you know like all right so, i guess it's we... my turn yeah yeah Go. there's a new girl group that made their debut named belly with three belly l's else. or two of the l's or 11s it depends on if they're being stylish <laughs> or not I'm trying to confuse us here Mm-hmm. Like mind games. But as, as far as how you go find them, you use L's. That's the, you know, kind mm-hmm. of on the weekly side of things. Weekly has three E's. Mm-hmm. Philly has three L's. They made their debut, and they have a lot of really interesting members. I think the their album's great. One of the members is Moon Sua. That is Astro Moonbin's sister. She's Aww. been wor- she's been working on trying to debut for like years. So uh, it's already been Love really cute. It when astro mj was on whatever show sanhan moonbin music show that they MC, you know they always have like little intros for like next week this debut and stuff so mj said like next week billy's debut the, the girl group that makes moonbin nervous i just saw that she was interviewed saying that she hopes someday she gets to do a stage with her brother oh super cute cute their music video is really great like their performance i think is really cool Cool. they're kind of girl crush side of things in my opinion so Mm. So, kim jong-kook has been in the news (laughs) twice um there's like a few things that went down with kim jong-kook all of them fine don't worry your man is still good okay this is not one of those bad kim jong-kook was in the news um for the first off business side disney plus of all places is producing a variety show spinoff of running man um outrun by running man which will star kim jong-kook haha and jisuk jin which i know my husband is very excited for so that should be super fun i want to say on that though um one of the first two episodes involves a lot of members from various K-pop mm-hmm. boy groups. Mm-hmm. They're all wearing animal masks. So like <laughs> from In-Flying and A-T's and Day6. I mean, so there's a member there, from these three. Of- these three dudes are friends with everyone in the entertainment. It's true. Like between the three of them, they know everyone. So that I'm like really pumped for that. But the other thing that happened 
which is possibly the funniest online clapback I've seen in a while. Um, so there's this like really douchebag roid jockey dude who I think he's also Canadian too. I'm yeah, he sorry. is Canadian. I am very ashamed of this man. Um, he's kind of just a piece of shit. You know what? Pieces of shit live everywhere. He's not kind of. He like really is. One hundred percent is a piece of shit. So he he can't. He gained internet infamy at first because there was this video of this very sweet girl saying like please if i'm filling up my gas this isn't like a dating site i just want to fill up my gas and go don't bother me and him being like oh oh like oh you think you're so special like men can't even talk to you anymore like blah, the blah, greatest blah. fear is rejection so why can't you just say something to them at the like, gas station and, and so um, anyway he became sort of like the joke of tiktok for like a good week which you do not want to be the joke of tiktok no mm-hmm. especially when like, like it comes together because it's very rarely that like that a, all the sides all of tiktok unite come together get, oh yeah. everyone was dragging this dude now you would think after you got dragged so hard for like your douchebaggery and misogyny you would just quietly regroup and like try to just quietly you know homer simpson not, back into the yeah, back bushes into the, like yeah, it just yeah, like, disappear just, for a little yeah. while maybe change your image no no this man decided to double down so recently kim jong-kook started a youtube channel called and this is possibly the greatest channel name i have ever seen uh jim jong-kook <laughs> and it's basically just like his workout videos now if you're not familiar with kim jong-kook for years he has been the face of like korean bodybuilding i mean like, let's be real over a decade i mean it's been yeah. like dispatch has given up following this man because all he does is eat chicken breast and go to the gym okay? and he is like also like in retrospective he's like one of the first like major stars in variety he's yeah. been doing that for decades so he has been he has been buff for most of his life okay because like he has like a fucked up spine so he started working out to help with his spine and then he just loved it. So anyway, so this little douchebag who should have just quietly escaped, apparently got like really upset that this random buff Korean 45 year old um, got 2 million subscribers while he's probably <laughs> languishing at like a couple thousand. And so he's like, there's no way that this 45 year old man could uh, be this buff without steroids. He must use steroids. You all shouldn't be following him. And then Kim Jong-kook, instead of just ignoring this little dumbass who's clearly using steroids himself, is like, nah, man. I might be 45, but anyone can do this if they love exercising enough. <laughs> I am going to pay to take any doping, like all the doping tests, so you can find out that no, I just work out a lot and live a healthy lifestyle, and you can too. Like no one's stopping you. No one's stopping <laughs> you from being as healthy as I am. Like if you want to, if you don't, that's fine. But like, thank you for like, you know, thinking that. I am too buff to be real, but I assure you, <laughs> I am real. He, he was very like, he was like, no, everybody can do it. And I really want yeah. everybody to do it. And I yeah. think I this want is everyone really to be healthy. Like, healthy. And so like, <laughs> he, just, he destroyed this man so politely. Like, <laughs> and people are fucking so losing it. They're losing <laughs> it with hilarity. Like this man should have just shut up. It's, just, it's also so funny because it was clear that the guy was 
you know, he's if he's gonna be like that way to the girl, he's a racist, be homophobic, like xenophobic, everything, yeah. right? But the problem is that John Cook is fluent in English, English <laughs> and also comes over here a lot too. So he was gonna get it, like it was gonna like come to him at some point, and he's going yeah. to yeah. Uh, like actually understand everything that's coming out of this guy's mouth and be yeah. like. I can like take you down yeah. easily <laughs> and with no mistranslation like, whatsoever. <laughs> the chef's kiss and like the, the comments, people are losing it, like laughing at this guy. They're like, mm, I would like to thank this like random guy for like proving to the world that Kim Jong Kook is all natural. Like, <laughs> it's just like, you know, uh-huh. and you're t- like, just Buddy should have let it go. He should have just quietly retired from his fuckery yeah but no no oh oh <laughs> uh. so now we see if he backs into the bushes or finds someone else to go after mm-hmm. netflix japan just mm-hmm. did a summit conference i don't know what they're calling it press conference a couple of weekends ago when this episode is airing and it was akin to what Netflix Korea did at the beginning of this mm-hmm. uh, year, where they talked about kind of like the stuff that they had planned and what they were doing with their expansion, because they do intend to expand a bit more into Netflix. And almost all of it is like, at least on the live action side of things, was kind of already known stuff. It was kind of just a official like event mm-hmm. because they also did like you know, videos with like the actors of some of the shows and they were presenting. So it's kind of like more of mm-hmm. like a fanciful thing. And they talked about like some of the things that they're doing, which some of the, of the news that we had already gotten was the lineup of a lot of the originals that are coming that are available to us. There's not a lot. There's only a handful. And also in all of this, it's over like a two to three year period. So some of the stuff isn't like happening for another two years or so. And then they talked a little bit more about their deal with Nippon TV, which Mm -hmm. they are going to acquire like something like 50 titles from them. Great for anybody in Asia, not great for us because we're Mm -hmm. not going to have access to it. But I'm I'm just going to like sit here and be nice and be like happy that you guys outside of Japan in Asia (laughs) get to like experience all this and not be jealous at all I'm so happy for you I'm not at all jealous not at all Jane will be so happy yeah so I you know what Jane you can watch everything for us and you can be like our (laughs) off-site please she's like this is what you should be watching um so I will just as a, a side plug on my blog I will have a wrap-up that I will have up by the time this episode airs if you really want to see some of the specific things but it is almost all stuff that have already been announced or already on the site as potential coming up like they even mentioned a movie that premiered last week on the site and a lot of them already have trailers up on Netflix so Mm -hmm. a lot of it wasn't new uh however if you are on the anime side of your love netflix is going pretty hard on anime so mm-hmm. look mm. into that they are yeah. really expanding and really pushing i mean that they it's always been their intention and you could see that over the years but it's full on they even specifically for this thing they had 
live action stuff and then they had an anime like That's stream cool. so it was like specifically that big some of the big things that like would be of importance to people is that they did announce that Alice in Borderland season two will be happening mm-hmm. the end of next year they are mm-hmm. currently filming it right now they had a couple of the actors you know do a little like we're filming on set right now and here it is and mm-hmm. we're excited to be this and uh the CEO or whoever he is the higher ups guy at Netflix Japan did specifically say that their focus or their want on focus on Netflix Japan's expansion in Netflix would be to focus on movies the most. Well, so, it is what it is. You yeah. Know? So yeah. look forward to more movies. We are getting a lot more than we have in terms of yeah. J dramas. Like literally anything airing J dramas, and I'm like really appreciative of that because I, you know, I obviously don't know how hard it is in terms of like legal side of things that are preventing mm. these types of things that like may not even be the company's issue as well it might be outside governmental control or whatever it is yeah. but they will be focusing more on movies and then obviously the anime side they did announce some other things as well there is going to be either next year or the year after that there'll be a live action gundam movie and they've already started to, <laughs> yeah they already have like a um uh promo pick that like okay, that's pretty just sick. got released okay. like yesterday and uh, it's on everything so that's the thing i don't know um the storyline of it and mm-hmm. which gundam if you know gundam just, all that there's, means is there's a mecca like i don't yeah. like it could be it. anything yeah. it could be anything but i i love a lot yeah. of the gundam series so i am excited for that they did also announce that the there is a one piece live action series coming out it is a western yeah, production it that. is american or okay you know north american but they announced the official cast for that and yeah, it is it a series it's not intriguing. a movie it looks uh, intriguing and like a lot honest. of like the the people attached to one piece are attached to this mm-hmm. so it, i'm hopeful that it does the cowboy bebop route or yeah. at least Obviously, Cowboy Bebop has not aired, so I don't know if Cowboy Bebop is going to be as good as it is in the trailers, but I'm hopeful that it goes that route. What I saw of the cast, I don't know, (laughs) like American actors, I don't know, especially when they're that young. Yeah, I've never heard of any of these people. Yeah, but it looks pretty diverse to me. Yes, it does. Mm. I didn't go, like, obviously, it's just, like, based on looks for me. I didn't actually look, but it it looked Mm. fairly diverse. Um, so that is a plus, especially if you're yeah. going to set it here. Especially since, like, the like in the One Piece universe, it is actually diverse. Yeah, like, they're that's not, true. Like, listen, One Piece is not a, an anime or manga that's dependent on Japanese culture for it to be a story. It's based in a fantasy world with pirates. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of hopeful. So it's one of those I, like, that it's okay. That especially with Netflix kind of actually having a little bit more grasp on anime mm-hmm. obviously like there have been missteps but yeah i think they're it, they're on a good path especially now that you have like you know netflix japan actually producing stuff and being an essential part of netflix's yeah. kind of greater community and as opposed to it it just kind of picking up stuff and it being a smaller unit so and in, in terms cool. of like 
live action remakes netflix is also making a live action avatar the last airbender which i recognize that's is true not a japanese thing but the cast is very diverse and they just announced that daniel day kim is playing the villain so mm. That, that's, that, that's always a win. Good like, <laughs> win for everyone. And I just, I just, what, what I just, I've been loving like the online takes where they're like, oh, I don't really care about Avatar: Last Airbender. Then it's like Daniel Day Kim as you're like, hmm. you know, and the yeah. Fire Lord Ozai, and everyone's like, Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> like, maybe I, I who, do. Who tweeted the? Or she retweeted or quote tweeted the the announcement about Daniel Day Kim, and she was like. It's funny how I never realized that he actually wasn't a victim or, or a, a villain. A, like, a villain. Isn't that he weird? Was just misunderstood. Like, like, misunderstood. Yes, a misunderstood man. Like, listen, let's, let's be honest. Okay, we've been, in terms of Avatar the Last Airbender, we have all been burned. Okay? We all remember <laughs> the movie <laughs> version that they came up with being just absolutely terrible on all fronts. But I have mm-hmm. some hope. Okay, I do. The hope is alive inside of me that maybe, yeah, my problem. This one's going to be a series, though, too. Yeah, it's a a series. So that's always better than trying to cram like you know fifty episodes into an hour and a half. I just resented that everyone in the original, like in like the the you know the remake. Okay all the white people were good and then they had Dev Patel as the villain. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I see you. I see you producers. Like, <laughs> nice try. Yeah. And also it was really boring and well and poorly made. So we're hoping for something better this time. All right. So are we on to me then? We are yeah. on yep. to you. All right. So Remakes, 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 remakes. Remakes. On the good side, there's Princess Hours. Goon. I mean, this could be delightful. We're we're due for another modern monarchy, you know, take. It's been a little bit. That's a much older drama. So, and it had some fun to it. I mean, to me, most of the fun is in the chemistry of the actors, but the concept Mm is cute. So, that could be very fun and that's a korean remake a korean mm-hmm. remake of a korean drama they're just updating it making it fresh it like 2009 yeah something like that 2006 oh gosh oh yeah, yeah. so I, I really i really desire cameos from the original yeah. oh god yeah. yes like <laughs> i want them to like be the parents or something you know what i, I mean I sort, like, of, just... I sort of hope that they remake it in the style of like the the like the modern remake of Meteor Garden, because I found that very refreshing as versus mm-hmm. just the direct mm-hmm. remakes that have existed where you're just like, okay, these tropes, they worked in the early 2000s. Yeah. They don't really work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I definitely hope that it's fresher mm. or that they go fully all out and make it like something completely crazy, like Last John Empress Level. or something, you <laughs> know, like it's just... Mm-hmm bonkers because, like listen, and I you know it's Goon, bonkers and I know? and I, I liked it well enough but there was a lot of real sluggish bits oh for sure <laughs> real sluggish bits in Goon. No. if you also think about it you know not only have we not really had a modern monarchy in in years what was even the last one well eternal monarchs eternal Mon- but, I guess. Yeah. okay but that wasn't yeah. okay. That was, but it wasn't because that was yeah. also like a sci-fi show. So but it also was like in an a alternate reality, Mokjong. That's 
younger because all of yeah, our mock jumps now like they might have younger characters but they're all you know the children of the older stars yeah. you know yeah right. yeah we haven't had those two specific things that are so like definitively <laughs> kind of like, drama yeah, yeah. it could be interesting if they heighten both of those yeah like yeah. the the high school high school i sort of just, like i would love yeah. for yeah. it to like have fun with itself you know what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. like to be fun like yeah. i feel like that would be yeah nice. i'd like you it know, to like, be sort of fun not yeah. necessarily dark right like, yeah like, like we don't need a don't, gritty remake oh we don't, we don't need like CW we don't need but see if it's a gritty remake it has to be so gritty that it becomes funny you know what i mean like sort of like you know in the way that you know penthouse was so over the top like mm-hmm. dark that it became yeah. sort of a parody of the genre in its own fun way which people love you know yeah, yeah. it's true it is true other remakes that we're getting are American remakes or some of them are just suggested and some of them are full on happening. Uh, we just saw today that an American director watched Time to Hunt during the pandemic lockdown and he was like, ooh, this is a good idea. I should make a movie of this. And you're like, but unnecessary right there. Like Netflix it, it is like also backing it too. They're like unnecessary. Yeah. Unnecessary necessary just just watch the original it's right there like you don't it's like yeah okay okay. but go on announce the other ones because i have thoughts the other ones that have been mentioned or or announced are uh w remake Mm -hmm. by the cw and uh and possibly crash landing on you okay um also one of these things is i'm a cut in one of them not so much like w on the cw that makes sense to me. That makes sense. Okay, I know that a lot of people are like, ooh, American remake's so bad. But like W does not rely on Korean culture as a backdrop for it to be a fun story or for it to make right. sense. There is no cultural context to W. It's about comic, like she goes into her dad's comic and there's like an evil faceless murderer. That's just fun, okay? That can be any culture. And Everyone it's a has a plot books. that is very North American centric yeah. too. That would so it's a w plot that you would makes see. Makes sense. Yeah. Crash Landing on You requires the political backdrop of yeah. South and North America, South and North Korea even, for it to make sense. Even romanticized North Korea. Yes. yes. Still, like there was still, and that we have not romanticized like aspects. Of yeah, <laughs> like well, that only like if you're going to make a quote unquote white version of it, maybe if you set it in like Cold War era Germany or something, you could make. But it they work. won't do that. But they, they won't, won't do that. So like, it's going to be here. Why? Yeah. I it's, was, it's, it's unnecessary. This I was talking about this thing. the other day like a couple of things that are wrong with just remakes in general. I'm not saying that like, I don't think that Mm -hmm. W could do fine, but one of the big things is the cultural aspect, but it's both the cultural aspect of the society that it's in Mm -hmm. and their entertainment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Crash landing on you is culturally entertainment wise. Yeah. A 
Asian drama that does not translate well to Western audiences taste. So you have that. And then you also have the cultural aspect of it. Watching it in the sense of Western audiences being made for Western audiences. Well, yeah. Like like, you just don't have those, those type of things. Like a a rom-com in Western audiences is not what you're going to get as an Asian, the Asian entertainment thing. So that was like, and also an issue. And then it also needs to be brought up the fact that, because these remakes are going to be made, that means they actively pushed away people of color, marginalized yeah. society, or people in marginalized societies, you know, that that whole group who are here in America pushing out, right, uh, like, original content, and they're not mm-hmm. getting picked up because they would rather just yeah. remake. And it's yeah. like, you thing. know, the occasional remake is not you know the enemy like yeah and occasionally i hear that the good doctor which is a remake of a korean show is very good and people like it and that's one of those like that it works it because it's Mm -hmm. not based on the culture like either way Mm -hmm. um yes it does suck and we have to address that it does suck that you know a person of color or you know those that side of the Mm -hmm. the writer world was turned down for that script and they shouldn't have been right you know Sure. that sort of thing for original content yeah but at least it fits and w has that kind of train where mm-hmm. it like yeah. fits and also Crash like w, on you just doesn't it fit. doesn't <laughs> no but like at and, w like people are like oh see you cw that's actually a channel where a show like w makes would, sense yeah, yeah. Make. absolutely like, they 100 percent I'm going to call it the CW would do a great job remaking W. And I'm, I think I so. can and go on stage. Like, they might not, but they could. Because it's that's the sort of show that they are experts at making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, exactly. you know, everyone in there is going to be a hot 20-something, even if they don't <laughs> need to be. A, but, like, that works for that genre. Yeah, exactly. I, I will say, but, I, I have one with the CW. I have seen that their track record with taking care of their staff and stuff is not great. It's pretty crummy. And I will say that's probably, we could say that's probably across the board, Western, Eastern, anything. But I mean, there have been headlines in the last few months that there's some really negative stuff that has happened. So like, that's the main, that's the only thing I have Mm -hmm. about CW. For sure. But as far as conceptually, story-wise, if it would work, I mean, I I totally, I I think it would be really cool yeah it just <laughs> seems fine like okay yeah this works yeah. and and, and I, but, I say that i'm a huge w fan like i've right that. yeah i love w too i like, like the i like the concept of it i kind of got bored in the second half i have to pick it up again now and I love, <laughs> see, this is so funny because i felt like a lot of people said that they hated the second half i didn't i thought it was fun i was like yes the variables give me the variables <laughs> but like i read this is like the type of book i love to read so it was like yeah so what were you saying amanda oh just yeah like that it's i don't know there's potential when you Mm. remake kind of like you were saying earlier about remaking meteor garden but making it fresh right there's an opportunity Mm. to when you do a remake to contextualize it into Mm -hmm. your culture to change some things to freshen up stuff to take stuff that maybe didn't work in the original Mm -hmm. and and tweak it or do something new you know like you know societies sort of evolve over time so it's like what was would be acceptable for television in 2006 is not what people expect like you know even like if you look at something like 
Boys Over Flowers, like the romantic relationship mm -hmm. in Boys Over Flowers. If you were watching that, <laughs> like, yeah. if you were, if they put, like, if Meteor Garden had been a direct thing, you'd be like, ooh, this is a jail. No. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm not saying jail. this is a bad thing, but W probably also, like, falls into that category, yeah. too, and has some things, even though it is, like, relatively newer hmm. comparatively it has some things that would not yeah. translate well especially yeah. if you're not into asian dramas and you you don't go into mm -hmm. it being like i remember what year this was in so it's yeah i'm yeah. aware of yeah. what's happening and it's, it's often let's be real it, it often on the minimal side you can say just gender dynamics within yeah. the characters mm -hmm. but then you know it goes it goes worse from there but like w mm -hmm. is an example of i mean off the top of my head it's more of a gender dynamics yeah. power power authority yeah. there's some paternalism going on in the show yeah. let us yeah. be honest yeah. i like it but we can also we can like things and also you know but it's also something that like them. wouldn't affect its core value yeah. of a story if yeah. it's changed it just works better whereas on you yeah i can't even in my head think of how you're going to set it because like how? everybody who's talking about how how are we setting this? What are are we setting it during the civil war? Are we like oh, is gross. it? No, you don't know, do that. Right? Don't do that. No, I'm gonna put like, like, border. border. In front of that. Like or what border is talking like, equivalent? Yeah, like, there isn't. Oh, be like America, Mexico, and and I'm like, but it's not the same thing. No. People don't grasp that Korea is Korea. There was like, no North and South Korea until Russia and the U.S. decided to make a line. And they yeah. said, you take care of the top half and we'll take care of the bottom half. And they turned it into two countries. Yeah. Well, just at the we very least, like, like that. right but now, like, I could just walk into Mexico and walk back and there wouldn't right, be a thing. Yeah. I can't do that if I was no. a Korean. It's like, person, see, like, like for the sake, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, if you get blown different. into Mexico, you just go to the police and say, I... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to enter the country. I was both, and nothing, and they will say, bring you to your embassy. And, and get none you home. of these, you can't do work that in for North the Korea. central story. Yeah. You just make, like, honestly, are are they going to do what they, there was a couple of years back, they were talking about doing the CW remake of Strong Woman Do Bong Soon, and they completely changed the plot of it. Do you remember this? Yes. No. I'll yes. have to find, uh, if I can find the article, I'll link it in our blog post. But it was literally one of those quote unquote remakes where they kept the name and maybe some of the characters' names, but none of it was the central story yeah. at all. And yeah. you're like, mm, not a remake. And it should be yeah. illegal to call things remakes if that's what they're doing. Yeah. Like, so that's what it that, feels listen, like. That's a remix. It's going to be. Remix, not a remake. Right. You like, know? You're baiting people. <laughs> the only thing I can imagine coming out of American media to remake this is either going to be so incredibly Offensive. bad, racist, problematic, bad somehow, yeah. right? Like something really bad. problematic, or it's going to just be a fluffy Hallmark movie rom-com level stuff. It's a bad idea. Ignores the subtext and they, you know, yeah. in which case, just say you're making Overboard again. We've got 76 versions of that already in American media. Just remake one of those ones. I've heard people talking too about the possibility of remaking Squid Games for an American audience. And why I'm like, bother? contextually you can, but A, why would you bother? It became the most popular show on Netflix 
people were watching subtitles and yeah, dubs. They didn't care. By, yeah. So why would you bother? But also when they talk about doing it, they're talking about it as if they're making another one in the Saw franchise or something. And you're like, there's subtext. There's stuff going like, on in Squid Game. Listen, it's not you could just, just make another Saw movie. Shoot them up. Well, you're also like saying there aren't that type of entertainment here in America that are like original mm-hmm. ideas. Cause there are, that's a, yeah. a, a known and le- like loved genre of horror. So it's not like yeah. something that you can't do. And I just don't, I, at the end of the day, even though I can say that W is fine, it's just, it's like, what's the point? Honestly, yeah. what is the actual point? I'd rather have someone from a marginalized group do something original yeah. and see that than to force these things. Cause it's not needed. And I, I heard on the timeline a bit of people talking about how they think it's good. And they're, I think it's a valid take to come at it, that it's going to bring more focus onto Korean dramas. However, the percentage of people who are going to move from this American remake to a Korean drama is so negligible. It yeah. actually doesn't yeah. a- matter all yeah. that much it's not especially money if they scheme. have a tie to the american one they're not going to go see the original one unless they like that type of thing like you are a mm-hmm. person who loves seeing remakes and you like seeing the differences in mm-hmm. like that sort of thing most of the people aren't that so there's actually no incentive to get more people to see korean dramas that way that's just not yeah. going to happen mm-hmm. obviously the thing that was getting more people to see dramas and is squid game getting popular in its own Mm -hmm. language and people finding it one of our like most popular recent episodes to date is that netflix recommendations thing and it Mm -hmm. has to be because people are coming from watching squid game and be like i want to watch more of this because i saw it it's not like they saw something else on netflix in english language and they're like ah yeah yeah that that makes me want to go check out another culture yeah yeah exactly it does nothing and most of like it's gotta be most of your people who are watching are not gonna be the original people who love that one show yeah. either. So it's not that's, you're that's not gonna make sense I'm, to me. I'm not going to watch the CW. Like I do I don't generally I don't have cable, I don't have yeah. easy access to it. So like Dumb. I'm probably not gonna watch that. I'm you know what I am gonna watch? Other K dramas that are on Netflix. Like <laughs> others like I'm because that's what I like. So anyway, remakes, yeah, 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 they're yeah, a yeah. thing. They shouldn't be. Maybe <laughs> just you know, as a, like, to calm everyone, there are so many remakes that have been talked about in the past couple of years. Hotel de Luno yeah. is supposed to get a US remake. As I said, Strong Home and mm-hmm. soon. A slew of other things. And what did we get? Only Good Doctor, which is like a, a hospital procedural that is the easiest thing to work around. Yeah. And, None of these yeah. actually materialized. And, you know, it, it does, especially the time hunt and Chloe one, it does have a little bit more backing because these are, they're being backed by Netflix essentially. Mm-hmm. So that's a problem. And the, both of those things are on Netflix's service right now. They're originals. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen for real. I mean, it I could, think, but, I think yeah. only, but if you're I think scared about point, things, don't, I think at don't this be point, scared. The only one that could probably happen is W. And I think the thing to remember with remakes, on the one hand, why bother? On the other hand, it doesn't make the original disappear. It That's doesn't true. make the original yeah. stop existing. So you don't have to watch the remake. Just 
just ignore it if you don't like it and move back and watch your other stuff so and as jesse brought up the percentage of them that actually come to fruition is very lower i mean yeah it's it's possible now with the squid games hype that it's going to be a little more Mm -hmm. as far as i'm gonna be honest like it it happens more in reverse than it does that's the very true. Remaking thing. Yeah. Like Korea remakes way more. We haven't actually talked about did. that end, which is also kind of a little bit hypocritical, yeah. but like yeah. in terms of balance of power structure and stuff, it bears mention these things work because the, their original culture wasn't a specific mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And right. I'm not yeah, like, I want to say a like procedural. Korea could also misstep and, and take something could. too. Oh, and then we don't want to like. Could say that like we're just like oh they're not gonna do it because it's just them being hurt by these there is the potential there okay but Mm -hmm. uh for sure because of the amounts of money that exist in american television production versus the amounts of money that exist in asian television production the chances of a horrific misstep are much higher on the American side, because they have a lot more money behind it and a lot bigger audience. However, this doesn't, like, as we said, these things, they rarely manifest into reality. No, so exactly. don't worry about it. We're just talking but, uh, about it because it's a news episode. Yeah, we can. <laughs> yeah. And just like we mentioned on the Western side of things, it's true on the Eastern side of things too, as far as original shows that maybe highlight female characters more and, you know, like color. Yeah. You know, more sexual minorities, gender minorities. You know, it, it, we want objectively speaking, making way for those as opposed to another remake of something that already exists. Exactly. Uh, Anyway, who's next? I believe it's Sky. (laughs) Let's not launch into something heavy. (laughs) (laughs) Wait around. I know what you're thinking. Let's wait around. Yes, it out of it. I'll give us a little bit of context. Super 5 was a project trot group that involved two K-pop group members and all these things. So Super 5 had a member, Jin Wook, that's his name. He was the youngest, He and he was studying to be an actor. He's already been in A Weekender. I think it was A Weekender that had like 100 episodes or something. But it's something about New Family, I don't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he just got cast at, in a BL. Yes. Which, which is based on a webtoon. I'm not sure if it has a official title. I think we have just like it, the cher- cher- translation. Yeah, Cherry Blossoms so After far. Winter is the accepted. I've read it. It's the accepted title. Well, I'm, ju- I'm just saying so far, yeah. like it, it might. Of the Manwa. That's the official English translation of the Manwa. Is... Okay. Sorry, go on. So yeah, it, I, I'm super excited about that. I think he'll do a really good hmm. job. I've He's read the Manwa. I've read the Manwa. It's uh, the first half of the Manwa, very adorable. I assume they're not going to film the second half of the manhwa because it gets a little spicy, a little too spicy for Korean television. Uh, let's just say that. <laughs> As uh, they do. After they get together, it gets a little wild in the manhwa. So I'm excited for that. I think it'll be cute. Mickey Park, he's had a rough, he's had a rough go, mostly of his own making for many years now. There were many allegations. He was arrested for doing meth of all things. Don't do meth, guys. He had a failed engagement. Uh, and I feel like he's been trying to make his comeback. I personally think he should just retire and fade off into, you know. But he's back and he's been forced by the court to suspend any 
entertainment activities because currently he left his according to him he left his entertainment company and started a new entertainment company but according to his old entertainment company he never officially left his entertainment company (laughs) so he's been like trying to do stuff in japan and um his old entertainment company's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, What's going you're on? You're still under contract. And he's like, no, I'm not under contract. So the courts have now said, until we determine who's under contract, you can't do shit. So uh, he's, he's failed once again at trying to change his image. Just, I feel like enough is enough, dude. You should just yeah. probably three strikes, you're out. Like just move it's not on. working out. Just give um, up. No. Listen, you had your heyday. Uh, then you made a many poor life decisions. It, it may be time to just retire to the countryside. <laughs> like go to the mm. farm, like an elderly dog. Just enjoy the sunsets. Maybe have a little garden or something. Like you're just making it worse for yourself. <laughs> You don't hear much about him these days, except bad things. So time to go. <laughs> yeah, time yeah. To go. You're just like, oh, no. like uh, you know, you know, old Mickey. It's time to. I hope you saved money from when you were popular because it doesn't look like it's coming back. I'm sorry <laughs> to say. So the National Theater Company of Korea has mm. opened up a streaming service or service platform. It's called Online Theater, and it's to reach a broader audience with their musicals and theater productions. They are going to be doing or have already established. I haven't really looked into it. Subtitles, That's awesome. at least English subtitles. I think they're trying to get more different countries. Also, they are angling it as a way of people with disabilities to be able to watch these productions that may be potentially where the theater is located. There's no access to them or they just can't leave their house. I think it's, it's a nice thing. Do I think mm-hmm. that like, all the theaters in Korea probably should be accessible for everyone. Yes, obviously not. Um, small steps. We got to work on the small <laughs> thing steps. There. Yeah, so, to that. Like especially if you are someone who like maybe you know compromised right now, being able to go out is not an option. So mm-hmm. having this uh, a like way of watching some of the musicals and theater productions that are happening in Korea is really nice. It's and also great for people who are too poor to buy a ticket. That's true. I think that the more accessibility in these ways is incredible. And I do hope that they also include audio guides for, you know, the blind and everything. I have so, so too. I need to like look into it more. It's just a little bit harder with like theater yeah. news. There's a person I follow on Twitter who does a good job at like translating stuff, but she's not professional, you know, and yeah. she's essentially doing it for free. So it's, it's harder. Cause just not a lot of that's like translated unless an idol is in a production and then yeah. it's like who they are in the production. You're like, mm, that's not what I want. Like, I want to. That's great. Yeah. That like, like cool. idol's in it, it expands the knowledge but, of musical theater to the world. However, that shouldn't be the only time that this is popularized. Yeah. Especially because it is very popular in Korea. This is a very popular mm-hmm. form of entertainment in Korea. Actor. We had ah, June. Yes. Who is. Very fine, very attractive young man, mm-hmm. was in Squid Games, gained a lot of attention from that. Very nice for him. He was listed in People Magazine's top sexiest, you know, Love whatever, sexy man of the year uh, 
issue. He is listed as one of the top 25 sexiest men on TV. So good for him. Good for, you know, um, <laughs> killing it, dude. Like, I mean, he started it's, it's out a, as a model, so there really yeah, was yeah, no like, option in this. Yeah, I like, what? And this is a very subjective uh, list. But on the other hand, more diversity in the, you know, sexiest yeah. man people magazine competition is never a bad thing. It's sort of related what I've been seeing in the last couple of days, too, because there was a whole thing where um Lee Jung Jae who's the the lead in Squid Games got kind of like this red carpet like wow this show's blown up like from an American host you just must not be able to leave your house anymore and he's like I've been like wickedly popular for 20 years I was a yeah. teenage heartthrob like it's about this the same. is not it's not yeah. until okay. we come here maybe he's like, he's like in, in, in America yeah I, I guess <laughs> I guess like, so I mean he was very gracious and very polite about the whole thing but that sort of coupled with other media social media things suddenly people who watched squid, squid games and loved it have been made aware that he's super duper hot and they're like what happened like he's also I no like idea. A, gucci just hired him to be one of their like faces of gucci mm-hmm. so yeah I, i'm so, sure he's had crazy brand sponsorships for a long yeah, time this is like, i mean yeah the reality is, he's, he's been a heartthrob forever. For, yeah, since, yeah since and constantly working in well known projects. The, yeah. the interview had the energy of that dude telling Johnny from NCT that his English was amazing. Like, yeah, it had yeah. that energy. No, to be specific, for any listeners that don't know, Johnny was from Chicago. Yeah, Johnny grew <laughs> yeah. up in Chicago, like born and raised in Chicago. And he literally, in the interview, he, the guy says that to him, and he's like, I'm from Chicago. Yeah, he's like, I'm from Chicago. <laughs> and, like, and like the face he made was just like, what? Like, and he like, turns <laughs> to Mark, who's also from- who's, who's Canadian. Yeah, and he's just like, you believe this guy? Yeah. I just, it's always embarrassing. It's always embarrassing. Like, especially from a journalist, like, aren't you supposed to do your research? Yeah, there is an aspect of this was the most popular show in the world for several weeks. So yes, you would think that you're, I I get what you're trying to go for here. Like you're wildly Mm. popular now. And he he might even be more popular amongst certain portions of the population in Korea than he was before. Mm -hmm. Right. Do you like, no, especially because the, girl is just like some random extra entertainment entertainment, like news news mm -hmm, thing so mm -hmm. there wouldn't be much in the way of anything she probably didn't even have like was given any sort of thing on what she should be doing Uh, but I think it's it's something that you have acknowledged the kind of unconscious bias of it all Mm -hmm. and the xenophobia and even if it's not like maliciously yeah yeah that it's there and it's it's one of those things you have to like remind yourself that you could do that even if you think you're being good or generally you know you are not anything phobic or whatever I think it's just like to remind yourself it's like why did you think that just because someone whose native language is not here why would that automatically make them popular in their home yeah. 
country yeah. and realize that even if you are uninformed on who this person is in an entertainment standpoint, you should just not be doing that sort of thing in general to people. Like, you know, North American and Western TV is not the the it. All right, Sky. <laughs> It's your turn, and I know it's. I've got to bring do, it. Do you, do you bring want it. me to go into go, that? There's other it. stuff We're I just, can talk no, about. This no, is like a full-on rant. Guy, bring it. Oh, now you're hyping it up way too much. Go, 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 I will, I'll start off by a little bit saying like, Hybe, which used to be big hit in case, which if you don't know that, they're the people that have BTS. They're the entertainment company that has BTS. If you're unaware of this. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, big, yeah. big Hit is such a general, like, term, you yeah. know? Like, yeah, yeah. So they had a thing where they talked about, like, what they're going to be up to. And they're going to be up to lots and lots of things. Um, on the fun side, they're going to be making webtoons and web novels and animations and games. Super fun. Artists. Yeah. It does look super, super cool. Wow. They were already cornering the market a lot on that anyway. It's going to be a lot of stuff. Like, it's going to be lots. Um, also, and those of you who have used this platform, VLive, we know that VLive mm-hmm. is on its last leg or however you want to say that. VLive and Weverse, they're two different platforms. They're eventually going to be combined into one. Combined loose. It's not really. They're they're pretty much demolishing VLive. So it's not really like a combination. It's a Yeah. Which is really, I find really sad because VLive, there's just a lot of content there that it's gonna go poof. Yeah. Which we know that fan bases and stuff are probably working their tail ends off to like hard back it up somewhere yeah. but like but, groups that are not no longer like those are the groups yeah, that are gonna get yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. really kind of shafted in this that's why it's a huge bummer so that was on the gentle side of what i was going to talk about <laughs> yeah. um in general though i'm actually going to talk about nft i am going to start with what the crap are nfts i'm not even gonna like go into the, all the schematics of that because it's boring and there's a lot of jargon and it really sucks. And but I feel like we've covered this before. Mm-hmm. This is not Sky's first rodeo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I will say on a personal yeah, note, NFTs like infuriate me on so many levels and we'll get to that. But NFTs, the thing about NFTs is they aren't really anything. They're made up. They're trying to say that you have ownership over something that you will never have ownership over it's Mm -hmm. usually a digital product of some sort that is stored somewhere else and you never truly have ownership over it i'll eventually talk about the artist side of that not k-pop artists but like art the art world and some of that stuff but let's talk about k-pop side since that's what we were starting with the reason i'm bringing all this up is there's a lot of stuff going down with nfts in the k-pop world i'm sure you've seen it even if you're trying to ignore the heck out of it there's been a lot of on on a small scale there's been kind of singular groups or even smaller sometimes just an entertainment company or whatever they'll kind mm-hmm. of push for an in, in, nft thing and typically the fans immediately react and say we don't want this yeah 
immediately, the, right? Yeah. The, no one has ever wanted it. And the poor K-pop group, you know, usually has a representative or all the members, you know, they're having to promote it because they have to promote whatever they're told to promote. Mm-hmm. Their, their mm-hmm. hands are tied. So I'm not going to ever launch into like who, you know, which groups are doing it. I'm not going to sit here and point fingers at these artists that they have zero say in what they're doing. They're like the rest of us. You start talking about the companies and it's because they're seeing this. I mean, okay. K-pop is a very consumer driven. We know this. It is mm-hmm. not a necessarily highly ethical thing to begin with. We are all fully aware of this, but NFTs, the thing is, they're preying upon, and this is true on the other side of K-pop consumerism too, they're preying upon typically younger people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Children mm-hmm. sometimes, right? As far as the consumers of these things. So they make an appealing, easy to purchase with incentives item doesn't even exist. And on top of that, they put more perks of like fan sign type perks, raffle type perks. But then also in the shadow of all that to make these things function environmentally, this is all just incredibly destructive. So, so bad. NFTs have already created enough everything that it's equivalent to a lot of countries it's already bad Mm -hmm. and the thing is it's not like we have a lot of wiggle room to try to save the environment at this point we're already sucking at it let's Mm -hmm. not worse than we already are i will say that there are specific companies that are like better at this environmental side than others but like it does at the end of the day they kind of cancel each other out yeah so it's really only like a personal feeling of being better, I guess. And that's why I also didn't want to get into like, as far as the logistics and the technical side of blockchain and NFTs and all these things, it probably is actually going to be a little bit different. So like one of the specific things I'm going to talk about with K-pop NFTs. So there's a music show called The Show. It's SBS's, SBS MTV's The Show. It's a music show that you've seen K-pop groups on, all this stuff. So they are participating in a new NFT platform. The platform is called Featured. So like, if you're reading an article about this as a Western English speaking person, you can just go right over that word and not even catch that that's actually what the platform name is. It is powered by Binance Smart Chain, BSC. It's a collaboration with K-Star Live. They are a Hallyu media startup. They have 9.3 million subscribers around the world. So they already have some people paying attention to them. So pretty much what happened was K-Star Live and the show decided we're going to make our first drop of NFT crud. And it's not just pictures like you'd think. They're actually clips of performances that occurred on the show. So for this first drop, a total of 25,000 NFTs will be dropped. Among those, there's levels and rarities and all these things in order to try to make people buy. I'm going to break it down just a little bit because it's interesting that 24 holders of the legendary level of NFT, they can redeem it for lifetime tickets to attend a shooting of the show twice a year. Five of those 
will receive air and hotel accommodation to attend those shootings. On a lower level, which would be the epic level, there'll be 300 people that can redeem lifetime tickets once a year. So this is the type of incentive that they're trying to make in order to make people buy more, to Mm -hmm. kind of have the raffle or to get the chance in order to get into this show. Tough to go watch the filmings of these shows Mm -hmm. sometimes. And so you can see the incentive of getting a spot, but yeah, they could do this in a bazillion different ways. Why can't it just be a website with a membership and raffles? Like it doesn't, why NFTs? If if you back this up, they already have things like that. Typically, K-pop groups already have the fan clubs that already have discounts and ways they they give all the information out on how to attend the music show filmings and all these things. But this is just another level to that. And again, this is preying upon younger people. It's essentially like taking photo cards and what people do with photo cards, but making it something that's not a like a tangible yeah. card mm-hmm. and then adding an MLM scheme to it and also a, yes. like, essentially uh, mm-hmm. stocks. I don't, well, I don't even know the word. Like it's just the, the way that these so, things will like fluctuate in price yeah. is mm-hmm. more than what they are fluctuating now buying physical photo cards. Yeah. And with the show, what they're doing is essentially you understand where they're coming from in terms of they're essentially replacing all these like photo card things with this NFT thing, which is mm-hmm. cheaper for them because they don't have to produce anything. <laughs> but like also already established in all of those music shows, they've done stuff where they have specific photo cards that you got if you attended those music shows. Uh-huh. And right. so they're preying upon those people or the people who buy lots of cds to get a slot to like do a fan sign it's mm-hmm. in that level and you understand why they're doing it but it has all these added terribleness to it and we've seen how the k-pop industry there's a lot of mm, sketchy corruption monetarily and and stuff going on and i just read a really interesting thread today about how nfts are actually the perfect scheme for money laundering yep so mm-hmm. hmm, it's okay, okay. Money like laundering. your kids are not getting any of this money guys like that yeah just that's, be that's aware the of biggest that. thing like your it, kids are not gonna see this money like, well also the people who are in the the nfts and the people who make that like not make them but like essentially who uh, in the show's case who made them because they're actual pictures from stage which meant that designers and all lighting producers and stuff made that stage they're not seeing any of the money the people in the folders are not getting the money if you're comparing it to photo cards because that's the biggest thing that k-pop has Mm -hmm. that are directly tied to nfts and that's like kind of economy of <laughs> k-pop yeah, k-pop economy at yeah. <laughs> least in a photo card the company who got who made it makes money off of it because they're in cds and so do the you know Artists groups get a cut, of get a cut. Yeah. so the does the photographer designers the per people who print it they all yeah. get money out of it but what you're essentially doing is taking a screenshot of an already like produced show 
and then just making a bunch of them. And it's all the same screenshot essentially, but they've numbered it. So now they're, they're individual and sometimes they might be higher in price and sometimes they might be lower and your investment fluctuates with how popular it is or how like collectible it is, especially at that time. It's horrible for artists. So I'll talk just for a second about like on the artist side Mm -hmm. and not necessarily K-pop artists, but like nfts often with the art world is it's definitely a big conversation because that's also an aspect of what's going on thing is nfts were created by a guy like during a crunch session competition thing Mm -hmm. and i'm not going to get into all of that Mm -hmm. but he was trying to come up with something to help artists and he very quickly figured out this did not it is not good for artists and it is very 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 easy you know how we mentioned money laundering but also Mm -hmm. People are stealing art left and right, mm-hmm. minting it and selling it without the artist's knowledge. On top of that, there's even at least one, I'm sure more, specific instances where they're selling deceased artists' work without family knowledge. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just the most awful ethical, the way NFTs function are pretty much a byproduct of cryptocurrency. Crypto. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. recently there was a story about a guy who invented a like squid game themed cryptocurrency that a bunch of people bought into and then he ran off with their money. And no. that happens like, very, 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 very often. Yeah. I yeah. also just literally saw a thread of a guy who is, I think a game developer or at least does the art for games. Mm-hmm. That company started producing NFTs with his work when he was only contracted to do the work for the game. And he's like specifically not into NFTs mm-hmm. at all. And so it was like, not only was he not getting money, he's really opposed to NFTs and all of his work was being like taken. And essentially like he, he's going to have to fight with like really big corporate lawyers and stuff because of all this copyright infringement that like people, like just a ton of people already have his work and the company made all the money off of it. Probably the funniest and yet best example of, why nfts are a total scam that was a screenshot i saw the other day of a twitter conversation where this guy was you know going on about nfts being great and how awesome it is his picture on twitter is of this nft that he bought that he you know for thousands of dollars or whatever original artwork and the guy who was arguing with him just screenshotted it and said now i own it and i got it for free and the guy was like wait what how did you do that and he's like is it possible you don't understand screenshot technology like I, I, I mean you still have yeah. your ticket that says you own this picture but guess what I own it too now what the NFT dude didn't understand was that he only purchased the yeah. proof essentially and he was like in the end he's like I I didn't know and I, I think that's the thing people they, it they're preys being on preyed. people not knowing they they think it's something new and it's this great new technology. You gotta but get like, first. I yeah. saw this, I described it and he said, it's tulip bulbs, guys. Like it, it, it's literally all going to crash down around you. Yeah. And it and can't continue K-pop, on because there's nothing there. You are hitting up 16 and younger like yeah. kids who are going to spend all this money because they want to be the one who has that thing because already they are already primed for 
that kind of economy in this world. Like, trust me, I also am one of those losers that collect photo cards. But, I love like, photo they're cards. already there. Like it's already a, like an established culture in K-pop consumerism. Mm-hmm. And it's just so easy for that to happen. I just don't understand how NFTs are legally allowed to work, especially when uh, YouTube was sued for billions of dollars because their YouTube kids was accessible to ads. What is it? The FDA or whatever decided that kids could not comprehend ads. So they can't be given ads. Mm -hmm. And how isn't NFT is not part of this as well. On American side, the IRS is slowly catching on. Whenever these quote unquote new things come about, so the scam itself isn't new with these things, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the platform and all this stuff. So it just takes the IRS or whatever entity that needs to be taxing or putting laws or any mm-hmm. of this stuff, it just takes them a little bit to go, crap, we need to like now mm-hmm. say some specific jargon stuff against this specific thing. So it's already starting to happen as far yeah. as like slowly like let's be honest like the trade commission like you know and like all of these like you know the crtc and stuff they they don't understand the internet to begin with so they're always way behind yeah Yeah. and the thing is do not get it but they're also gonna get money no matter what and so now there's just been a delay on this taxing of everything and so people who have already bought stuff just thought that's that was their price and Mm -hmm. ultimately when the house of cards falls it is not going to be the people at the top Absolutely. who get Hold destroyed. It's going yeah. to be the kids at the bottom. It's going to be their parents who are left holding the bag. Yeah. It's going to be the poor people who thought that they were making a cool investment yeah, in this something. Is how Ponzi schemes it's work. not going to be the rich people at the top because they are taking yeah. their money out. So, I, but I do want to say on the news side of things. So NFT K-pop side, we talked about the show. That's kind of one of the newer mm-hmm. things. Also, HYBE is one of the newer announcements, but I'm, I'm going to talk about HYBE and JYP at the same time for a second, because essentially what happened was back in July of this year, and then very recently with HYBE, so in July, JYP, and then recently with HYBE, they both signed partnerships with this mm-hmm. same place called Dunamu. They are the company that operates Upbit, which is South Korea's number one digital asset exchange. And it's all about NFT growth. Mm. Essentially the platform, just everything. Um, and both both times, JYP and Hive, they both had all the jargon of, you know, broadening the fan experience and all these things. And even the articles about the show stuff too. Every mm. time they pretty much say out loud, we're trying to be the forerunner of K-pop NFT content. All these people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. got their mitts in quick. And there's been other small ones, like I mentioned earlier. You know, this, but mm. these are the big boys, Hybe and JYP. And I'm sure, I'm sure SM is somewhere doing something, you know. Probably. I don't even to. doubt it. <laughs> CJ Entertainment is probably, you know, doing something yeah. too. I mean, this is yeah. across the board to where they're all trying to get on the ground level of this stuff. And then 
So you have NFTs, then you have the crap that Facebook's trying to do with metaverse things, which by the way, Seoul is, be going, is going to become the first city in the world to enter the metaverse and have a lot of their stuff. I hate it. I hate everything Virtual about side. It. I, I do not hate everything about it. The one aspect, mm-hmm. just like we were talking about with kind of the access of like the musical theater thing. Yeah, like that's a mm-hmm. great. Accessibility. I see the appeal of some of this accessibility. Yeah. So I, I do not want to say that every virtual digital thing is a negative thing. That yeah. is not necessarily true. So NFTs, this is stuff, this is real fake stuff that's happening. You and I will know say, you know, we talked about K-pop a lot and, you know, groups that, you know, their companies are taking over. Um, don't think you are in another area and you are safe because Miyavi also did it too. So, so like, so Miyavi is a guy that in general, like good dude, as far as we know, all these things, he's also very, he's hip on the tech side. So of course he has already held at least one talk where he's like, yay, NFTs are great. And it's like, no, they at the same time, he could be misinformed. He could think that's true. And I'm I'm saying that like, don't like be like, oh, it's just these like evil companies and with their younger k-pop idols who don't know miyavi is good at the level of Mm -hmm. business side that he is and he's older no one's essentially (laughs) saving this and and honestly i just think it's it's a matter of time before so let's say specifically korean entertainment Mm -hmm. just encapsulating Mm -hmm. it you know we're talking about k-pop side because that's what the news was recently but Mm -hmm. like i think it's just a matter of time before it leaks into the like the drama production or oh yeah absolutely there, mm-hmm. there's it's going to because again there is a fan base of some level this will be a thing and mm-hmm. it'll expand not just korea this will be a thing elsewhere but it's already a thing even western side you know like discord is gonna do something i mean it's, I it's, it. it's everywhere and the only it way to make this hard. all go away is if everybody just decides we ain't doing it we're not paying money for this stuff they'll stop doing it because if they're not making money they're not gonna do it no more so mm-hmm. sorry this is long sorry it was boring it's not just be aware and it makes my blood pressure rise anytime. <laughs> <laughs> to uh lower that blood pressure uh winners mino is having his uh, film debut thing that happened too or it like based is. On I, believe it is, I believe it is based on true events um oh. so that's fun uh, yeah. a good heist film. if you are not a person who hates season twos of things mm-hmm. a lot of dramas have been announcing season twos um mm. they're either in pre-production production a thought a guarantee it you know It'll take a long time for a lot of these things to happen. Um, (laughs) DP, which was the Netflix series that just Mm -hmm. aired this year. The like guy that did the OST kind of confirmed that there was going to be a second season of it. I would assume it's probably years from now. So sorry. Yeah. Good detective. 
season two is already filming and I think it's maybe mid next year is when it's thinking about to be released uh squid game will probably have a season mm-hmm. two it kind of sounds like director kind of doesn't want it but I don't think he's in a position to say no because he's also yeah. talked about it in like interviews where he's like I, I, I kind of have my hands tied because of everybody yeah. like making me do this yeah that was I like the thing I saw and people were like freaking out like it's confirmed season two and I'm like and they linked this conversation with him where he said I guess I have to (laughs) (laughs) that's hardly the ringing endorsement you think it is folks Uh, like what else there's a couple of others that I didn't actually write down on our pdf but Yumi Sells will have a second Mm -hmm. season oh Yumi Sells is also gonna be having like oh they're gonna be doing animation yeah musical wow Um, because the fun part of Yumi Sells is the cells yeah, everyone, everyone loves the cells. <laughs> There's a couple of other dramas that I saw. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. And they were probably announced mm-hmm. a fair bit ago. But yeah, because I definitely saw one that listed 2022, but I can't remember what. We'll yeah. tell you guys later. Yeah. Yeah. We will do news again sometime. So <laughs> that. I guess kind of like downer news, but it's not exactly entertainment related, but we all know, we kind of mentioned earlier about like China and crackdowns on things and, you know, the bromance versus the boys love and, and crackdown on gay content and stuff. This has expanded or also reflected in social media accounts, like kids who, you know, were big on Weibo who were deemed to be too effeminate were getting their accounts closed down and stuff preemptively the LGBT rights advocacy China which is a a group a rights advocacy group group, they have closed all their social media accounts and announced that all their activities are suspended indefinitely um this is a group that provided support for L- the LGBTQ community in China. They would help with like legal support for people who were, you know, fired or for various reasons. And um, they're not doing anything. They essentially have ceased to exist. They have not officially announced that they've disbanded, but basically they no longer exist so it's pretty pretty obvious this is not like a of their own choice yeah this is a a government crackdown on so if you were hoping that this was gonna blow over a a blip that was gonna blow over in your media and in your entertainment world Mm -hmm. don't count on it so the media side and stuff for us as a consumer is a letdown. I mean, yeah, but, but these are real people. But lives. exactly, it's real keeping, people. Yeah, keeping in mind that the real danger of pe- people's mm-hmm. livelihoods, but then also things like this that are very, very you know serious, and people have to deal with it every day. It's really and scary it's and sad. The mm-hmm. kind of thing that a government can do, where they like technically, it's not illegal to be gay in China. It hasn't been for a couple of decades now. Whatever. But they can do all these little things like crack down on the media, crack down on the social media, crack down on all these things, and yet still sort of 
above board, like say, no, no, it's not illegal. We, we don't have anything against, right? Everything they do says otherwise. So, yeah, or everything or, they do is to silence people, which, yeah, exactly. So, that's uh, uh, downer news. I have a funny news, or I find it funny. Anytime that another uh, virtual group, gets announced I just kind of chuckle I find it amazing (laughs) so metaverse entertainment which I laughed at that no not Facebook meta but like (laughs) it's literally called metaverse entertainment they're planning to launch a virtual girl group called M-A-V-E an AI girl group for members if it's confirmed which it kind of is but whatever expected to compete with KDA and SM's ESPA I just find it all funny. So. I'm having like horror flashbacks to remember that video where they had the oh, AIs like yes. singing and yeah. how bad it was. And so creepy. Ooh. It's unsettling. Like, like uncanny valley situation. I, I would love the concept of like giving older singers or singers who might not fit the perfect k-pop mold Mm -hmm. giving them an an avenue a a platform through Mm -hmm. this type of thing where you get to hear their voices you get to experience their artistry and people are letting it be out there because you know you didn't have to look at the uggos whatever you know at least they like it's not good but like I could kind of get they behind can still, it. They can still pay their bills doing but what they're like, talented at. There are plenty of people who have great singing voices. We don't need make-believe ones. Like, yeah. I just... I'm, I mean, if people are into Vocaloids, that's yeah, whatever, I mean, fine. Yes. But, like, you it do, should just Google. kind of be a... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, and I don't know if you guys have seen this, but oh, I saw it over on Hulu. There is a music music competition I don't know if it's a competition show it's definitely a music show where people perform but they're behind an avatar yeah. <laughs> it's a thing okay <laughs> but yeah that's on the western side of things like I saw that too but yeah the meta especially the fact that this was from metaverse entertainment it just like extra cracked me up with everything yeah. because I'm sorry I was also hacked that Zuckerberg like the fact that he's like metaverse we're gonna start using this more I'm like Metaverse has been a term for yeah. everyone within fiction for a long, long yeah. time. Nice try. Like nice try. So mm-hmm. in real people news, um, <laughs> so the little comeback kid of a show, Kin Porsche in Thailand, uh, finally had the press conference. They're like, yeah, we're actually happening. Enough of us making these erotic teasers, because that's basically what they've been doing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're going to do this. First off, before I get into this, I need to point out that I don't know who is behind finding investments for Kin Porsche, but they must have the, the, they must be the most convincing people on earth because the official sponsor of the show, Kin Porsche, is Maserati. Oh my gosh. The show's name has another brand of car <laughs> in the title. <laughs> I just need to say, like, that is impressive okay <laughs> like that is so there's gonna be some sick cars in this show already so you just know that's coming because their official sponsor is maserati for kin porsche anyway they held a press conference to finally be like 
we've got a full cast, we're starting filming. Um, it turned into a bit of a shit show um, because they turned it into basically a Magic Mike show at this point. Men were ripping off their clothes and gyrating on stage. It was a wild situation, okay? And so they had to replace some actors um, and the big controversy was that one of the actors they replaced, uh, they replaced uh, Gameplay, who was from Ingredients, with a 17-year-old, okay? Mm. Who is paired with, who is the original partner, Jeff, Jeff Satter, who's a singer, that is still on the cast, but he's like pushing 30. And so it's not their fault. Like, it's not these actors' fault, no. okay? They're just actors looking for work. Mm-hmm. But people are like, making a big deal. This is not the first time that like, a, it's usually about 17 has been paired with like an adult actor, but this is the first time that people aren't like upset, like aren't upset about it. Cause like, for example, there's another actor, Earth, um, Little Earth, Medium Earth. No, is it Little Earth? It's Little Earth. <laughs> there's too many there's, actors okay, with the name three, Earth. There's three well-known Thai actors named Earth. An entire time you just hear. I know. I know. One second. I got open the door to let him out. One second. Buddy, it was just the rate and speed of it. it was like <laughs> furiously typing on the typewriter. Oh my gosh. Okay, there you go. You can leave. Go. You're free. Um. So yeah, basically, there's big, medium, and little Earth, and so this is little Earth. Where he was paired in a show with a 17-year-old, and he's like 24, and people were like really upset at him. Um, they're like, oh, he's creeping on this kid, where there's like no evidence of him creeping on this kid at all. Like they have like TikToks where they like do like TikTok dances together, and people are like, look at this sexual dancing that he's be forcing this. And I'm just like watching them, and I'm like, there's just what are you talking about? Like, so anyway, but people are not mad at Jeff for the first time ever. But I think the real reason is uh, Little Earth is a very feminine man and he's also openly gay. Whereas Jeff, Jeff I don't know, he doesn't, who cares? Like he's, he's not a feminine person. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I think people are like, I think it's really just homophobia. Uh, yeah. Guys, like sort of guised in, we got to protect the children where it's like, no, that's like, they're just actors. They're not, no one's creeping on anyone. You just hate feminine gay men. Okay. Like we get it. Um, but anyway, this was a, this was a wild press conference. Like no other <laughs> you've ever seen. Very weird. It was a very weird time. People do not know what to think about this show. It's either going to be just an absolute mess or it's going to like, I will say this though. The preview, like they made like teasers that they put out and they are some of the slickest, nicest teasers I have ever seen for a show. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't like they do well with the first teasers? They did yeah. very well with like, they made like a, a, it wasn't even a teaser. It was like a very long preview that yeah. was like, this is the preview of the show that were like the basic plot and like the characters and stuff. And then everything fell apart with the mm-hmm. production company. And then it was bought out by like a smaller production company. And then to like assure people that it was still happening, they put out these teasers, but these teasers are like these weird erotic art films. Like it's, 
so bizarre, but they're like beautifully filmed where it's like, you know, you've got like fire. It's like they, I can't even describe them because they're just so out there for like a BL show teaser that you're like, what am I watching? Like, this is so <laughs> stylized and slick and like, anyway, they look great. Um, I have no idea if the show will be good. I, I will have to wait to see it, but um, I am happy to report Perth is back, baby. They got him back. At first, he like wasn't because of filming like another show. And so he's like, sorry, guys, like I won't be in like Kim Porsche. Like I know you're all excited because I was going to be like a villain or whatever. And I'm like a sweet little dumpling. So like everyone was like, I'm going to play a villain. But then he was like, guess who's back, baby? It's me, your favorite Australian Thai Pokemon enthusiast. Because <laughs> he... If you're unaware, Perth is a 27-year-old Australian-born ethnically Thai actor, perfectly trilingual in Thai, English, and Japanese. And he does these live streams that he does things like he plays Animal Crossing or he'll build Gundam models. But mostly it's him talking about how much he loves Pokemon. And like behind him is just all Pokemon <laughs> stuff. And he just, that's, that's just his whole thing. So he's on YouTube. If you like that sort of thing, it's, he's a delight and he'll, he'll switch between Thai English and Japanese, depending on who's asking him questions in the chat. And then he also makes learn Thai videos where he'll like teach you basic Thai phrases. It's very cute. But anyway, people are very excited. He's back. People are excited about Jeff, Jeff Satter, the singer. He's still in it, even though they're mm -hmm. very unexcited that He's acting opposite a 17-year-old. I'm sure he's not very excited I'm just about it either. Sad that it won't be gameplay because he and gameplay he have, such have such great yeah, they chemistry, have good chemistry together. And like, but gameplay's got a lot going on. He's been in a lot of shows and stuff. So but anyway, th there were so many shirtless men at this friggin' press con. I don't I I I don't know if I can even call it a press conference. Okay. <laughs> like it went a little wild. It went off the rails. Anyway, uh, so that, you know, that show will be coming out soon, which if, uh, drama soon is like so anytime well. within the next five years. So yeah. mm -hmm. soon. We'll see you uh, in 2023. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Like, listen, we were burned. We were burned by a tale of a thousand stars. So, but listen, when a tale of a thousand stars finally came out, it was excellent. So there's been a bunch of confirmed castings and stuff mm -hmm. out, uh, but I just want to talk about one that's actually not confirmed, but would be great if it actually confirms very soon. Mm -hmm. There is a K-drama coming out next year called Delivery mm -hmm. Night, like K-N-I-G-H-T, at least mm -hmm. that's where it's, it is now. It probably mm -hmm. won't be that title next year. Good title. <laughs> the talk lineup of cast is... Song Sung Hyun, Kim Woo Bin, and Isam. Three chef's kiss. very, chef's very kiss. great options. Chef's um, also, this would also be potentially Wubin's comeback. Oh, yeah. comeback since he had to take off, if you don't know, because you probably are here not even knowing who he is, but mm, he was yeah. a fairly known actor, but he had to take time off because he was diagnosed with cancer. And so he spent a, a good amount of years off and out of the public spotlight. But there have been talks within this like year or so where I just, the agency was potentially 
better to be doing stuff and we're all like please mm-hmm. i just remember when like the first pictures of him like after his recovery came out it was like him and uh what's that dude's name the guy from w john like, sick yeah they were at they were at a coffee shop and he had that beautiful long hair and everyone was like i also think that the drama is going to be something that we like mm, generally like good. Uh, it is uh, set in a dystopian future in which pollution has become so severe that the only way to survive is to have everything delivered. Hence, so the like pretty night. realistic. Uh, yeah, yeah, relatable. And I think Song Sung Hyun, like supposedly he'll be cast as the villain. That's what I hear. Oh my awesome. gosh, I didn't hear that. I'm so <laughs> like, into right? that. I love it. I love it. Also, I Love will like it. really quickly if I can find it. There's another lineup of uh, a cast. Gosh, where is it? I'll find it because Bear's mentioning here. So next year, an OCN drama is going to come out called Superior Day. It'll be broadcasting in the first half of the year. And it's a 24 hour thriller that depicts the most ordinary man um, who has to kill a serial killer living next door to save his kidnapped daughter. The cast is right now Jingu, Hado Kwan, and Iwan Gung. Just looks so good. And I didn't know and- it was going to be set in a specific time period, too. And I'm just like so into that premise and no CN. And, and <laughs> this year, the guy from, isn't that the guy from Cheer Up? Yeah. So oh. he, he's going to be playing. He's the, the he's serial, the serial killer, killer. You know, looks like, acts like sweet, really nice and stuff. Sweet boy. Like, oh my gosh. Oh. Did you ever watch that? Uh, the tofu soup wild chives soup wild chives and soybean soup or whatever it's called yeah 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 oh my gosh that show it's like one of the only ones in that kind of like mock jong type (laughs) dramas that i was so into but him and that he's just his face if you've never seen him he does that thing where he just like smiles and his eyes smile and he's like everything like oh my god you're so sweet oh he's also in jugglers in the he face plays. you want to pinch a little yeah face yeah, yeah you just want to be like oh my god you're the cutest and him as a serial killer oh my god yes and i don't think he's done anything in a very long time I, at least i, well, I think he was seen i him. think he was enlisted but i think he's in he one been, the yeah. woman right one the woman right now isn't he maybe oh maybe. Maybe. in a yeah maybe in a drama that i'm not like it's on my radar because there's some good shows potentially coming up next year that i'm super yeah. excited for yeah, he's in he's 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 in Wonder Woman right now. Um, I just Woman, right? I like him and thought of him as a serial killer. Just mm-hmm. I'm just so into that premise. <laughs> Taking it over to the Philippines, this absolutely adorable trailer. I mean, super cheesy, super has been released for this musical rom com about a gay prince, and it looks like. Imagine, if you will, Disney Channel in the late 90s. Disney Channel original If they made a Descendant style, that kind of musical foolishness with like Prince Charming and one of the other princes. Prince Charming and the Woodcutter is the story. Like it's, it just looks super cheesy and super silly and it'll be. It's called Rainbow Prince. The rainbow, the rainbow prince, prince. <laughs> like Best kiss it'll be a delight so hopefully mm-hmm. available places that we can watch it 
who doesn't want an adorable singing gay Disney prince? Like, that's just, I mean, this isn't Disney, but like, Mm -hmm. yeah, well. I mean, we don't. Oh, we don't consider them. Listen, this is not for them. Our podcast, not for them. Not for. It's not our vibe here. If you're here, you've taken a wrong turn. Yes. Um, <laughs> if you're a, a homophobe who hates singing princes falling in love, this is not the podcast for you, my dude. Turn you right should, around out that door. Just walk out the door, and uh, we are we are an accepting safe space, but yeah. not of bigots. So get get out. We accept everyone except bigots, so no tolerance here, my dudes. So this has been another episode of the News Nest. The news we want you to know. News we find interesting. Uh, we personally the news, wanted you to know. It's not the news you need to know most of the time, <laughs> but it's news you might like to know. You or that know? we saw before we like made we saw it. We saw it was vaguely interesting, and we're like, let's put that on the news. Let's put that on a News Nest episode. Anyway, we hope you have a fantastic week. If you want to uh, listen to more of our nonsense, we are wherever podcasts can be found for the most part. But we do have a website, certifiednewness.com, that has all of the episodes as well as links to everything we talk about and like time codes and everything. It's a good time. Uh, If you loved what you listened to and you want to help us keep coming up with new stuff, you can become an official sponsor of this podcast by going to patreon.com slash certifiednewness to become a member of the Certified found family that's uh the fun people the great people over there who keep the lights on in this little enterprise as it were we have movie nights we have fun times it's a good time over there uh and we love all of our found family so much because they're the best and being part of the found family gets you uh special privileges on our discord server that's right we have a discord server the certified newness discord server where you can if you have like oh if you ever like man i have a great idea for an episode that i wish i had their input on you we have a whole channel on our discord server that's for episode suggestions that you can go and put in your suggestion um we've got a bingo game going on we've got all sorts of fun stuff Mm-hmm. the discord server is a good time uh but if you aren't into discord but you still want to communicate with us you can always hit us up on social media uh we are mostly on twitter and instagram those are the easiest places to get a hold of us and it's always at certified nunas one word no underscores no nothing just certified nunas you can find us on all the social medias anyway we hope you have a fantastic week we hope you're staying safe wearing a mask washing your hands and maybe you know maybe get vaccinated if it's available to you at this time uh if you haven't already And, you know, keep enjoying Asian entertainment. Bye. Bye. Bye.